Welcome back to Harmonize Your Life podcast, conversations on self-care for women of color with your host, Dr. Tony Alvarado. Remember, this podcast is designed to offer support, encouragement, accountability, education, information, inspirations, and strategies for developing and maintaining a lifestyle of self-care, harmony, peace, and wellness. And this month, we are so excited to have so many dynamic women to be our, uh, on our podcast who will come on to help us and to encourage us, some of God's best are going to be with us this month. Some of the most prolific women that I know I've invited to be a part of our conversation this month in the month of March because this is Women's History Month. And so we are delighted, delighted to have so many wonderful women on our podcast this month. Well, My guest for tonight is a woman that I have admired from afar for many years. And in recent years, I've gotten to know her up close and um, a little bit more intimately as we have shared in other arenas, in other uh, conferences and seeing her around the country. And it's just delightful for me to have her with us on tonight. You know, sometimes when you see people on big stages um, and you look at them on big stages, you know, they're like larger than life. And when you meet them in person, you wonder if they're going to be down to earth, if they're going to be real women, real girls. And um, and then sometimes when you meet them, you're kind of disappointed. You wish you would have left them on the stage, but not so with our guests for tonight. I want you to get ready, buckle your seat, get ready, get back, get you a cup of coffee, get you um, a cup of tea, relax. If you're driving into work, don't relax too much. Pay attention to the traffic. But I want you to be to be delighted uh, with our guest on tonight. I know you're going to be delighted with her. Bishop Vashti Murphy McKenzie is our guest for this segment of Harmonize Your Life, Conversations on Self-Care for Women of Color. I just want to read a little bit of her bio before uh, we get into our conversation. Bishop Vashti Murphy McKenzie serves as the 117th elected and consecrated bishop of the African Methodist Episcopal Church, the AME Church. Her historic election in the year 2000 represents the first time in over 200-year history of the AME Church a woman had obtained the level of Episcopal office. The first continues as she served as the first woman president of the Council of Bishops, chair of the General Conference Commission, and was the first woman uh, host bishop for the 49th session of the General Conference of the AME Church in June 2012, with more than 30,000 in attendance. Her husband, Dr. Stanley McKenzie, serves with her as Episcopal supervisor. Currently, she is honored to serve the presiding as the presiding prelate of the 10th district, Episcopal District, where she provides leadership to all of the AME churches in the entire state of Texas. She exercises ministry and administrative responsibilities for over 200 churches. Bishop McKenzie was appointed by President Barack Obama to serve on the inaugural President's Advisory Council of the White House of Faith-Based and Neighborhood Partnerships during his administration. She was also invited to preach at the annual White House Easter Prayer Breakfast at the invitation of President Obama. Bishop McKenzie is the author of five books, 
The first two, not without a struggle and strength in the struggle, are concerned with leadership and professional growth for women. Journey to the Well helps women seek new directions for personal growth and transformation following the footsteps of the biblical Samaritan woman. Her book, Swapping Housewives, ooh, that sounds interesting, tells the stories (laughs) of Rachel, Jacob, and Leah and shares the 21st century implications for married and unmarried love. I got to get that one, Bishop McKenzie. I have all the others. (laughs) A revised, updated version of The Not Without a Struggle was released in 2012 and 2013. Her newest book, Those Sisters Can Preach, was released. It includes 22 sermons as pearls of wisdom from nationally known preachers who happen to be women. Bishop McKenzie is well known as an electrifying preacher, and she's been honored for her leadership, community service, outstanding achievements, and a number of diverse civic, educational, business, and governmental organizations and leaders. She was named in 2015 by Huffington Post as one of the most, one of the 50 most powerful women religious leaders in the world. I am honored to know her. I'm honored to get to meet her. As I said earlier, I followed her work. I actually wrote about Bishop McKenzie in my THM thesis, The Empowerment Tradition of African-American Women Preachers from the 19th and 20th Century. And it was that work where I became intrigued with her ministry and drew parallels between Sojourner Truth, 19th century preacher, and Dr. Susie Owens of Greater Mount Calvary Holy Church and Jarena Lee, 19th century preacher, uh, 19th century preacher and first preacher in the African-American Episcopal Church. And I paralleled her with the life and ministry of our guest tonight, Bishop Vashti McKenzie. And I am so delighted to have her with us tonight. So Bishop McKenzie, McKenzie, let me refrain, uh, uh, let me frame our our conversation by stating that this podcast is about self-care. And I really want those who are listening to walk away with an understanding of why, um, what you do and how you manage your self-care and why, um, women should invest in their self-care. You have some very interesting things coming up that we're going to say something about in a few minutes. And um, and I want you to talk about why it's important for us to um, invest in our self-care. So first of all, welcome to the show. Well, thank you. And this is an exciting venture. I'm so glad that you have this podcast and that you're making it available for women uh, to hear, uh, we learn together, of course. This yes. is a shared learning experience. And so we learn from each other. And I'm excited because this is a very important topic. Uh, for many women, it's a matter of life and death. Yes, 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 it is. You know, absolutely, absolutely. And I and I have to confess, can, you know, can we have true confession? Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's have, have real talk, confess. real talk. Yeah, real talk is I haven't always done it right. I haven't always uh, done the self-care process right because, you know, we're, we're a product of, of our upbringing. And mm-hmm. I come from a family of on-target, focused, fierce, high-powered women who were um, pioneers in their careers mm-hmm. uh, and took care of their homes. So I grew up like, yeah, you'd be gone all day and, you know, you know, nine to five and or nine to eight or nine to whatever wow. or eight to six, you know, but you came home and you took care of your house. Nobody mm-hmm. took care of your house but your house. Right. Uh, no one took care of your kids but your kids. Nobody took care of your husband but you. Right. And right. so you 
were burning the candles at both ends. So as I was coming along, it's sort of like, okay, how do you find balance? How do you find balance? How do you find balance? Mm-hmm. So you wake up one day and say, there is no such thing. Yes, yes, there exactly. There is no such thing as balance. It is. so for years, uh, books have been written. Uh, conferences have been on mm-hmm. the balance mm-hmm. between your work and your personal life. And it took a woman, Ella, Ella Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's transitioned yes. gone home to be with the Lord. I know Dr. Mitchell. Now, mm-hmm. Oh, she was, you know, she, we call her the Dean yes. of preaching women mm-hmm. uh, because she started preaching way long time ago. Yes, ma'am. Uh, when, um, uh, when preaching could cost you your life, your reputation, and everything else that goes along with it. And I went to her one day. I said, you know, you're a mother, you're a wife, you're a preacher. How do you balance? And she said, there's no such thing as balance. I go like, what? And she says, it's prioritizing. Wow. It's not about balancing. Mm-hmm. It's about prioritizing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. does that look like in real terms? Yeah. And she says, you have to decide what you and only you can do, what is most important. Exactly. And then decide what things other people can do to help you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, decide on how you're going to take care of you. Uh, because if you're not there, all this the stuff you're trying to do is not going to exist. Exactly. Period. Exactly. It goes back to put your oxygen mask on first before uh-huh. helping someone else. Exactly. Because if you don't, if you're not breathing, you're not going to be able to help anybody else. So um, I devised what I call the 4D method. Mm-hmm. The 4D method um, that helped me. Uh, and I shared with other women and maybe it'll help you okay. uh, and help the listeners today. So okay. this is my 4D method. Okay. The first one is decide. Decide. Really decide what needs to be done. That's the first D, mm-hmm. decide. Mm-hmm. What needs to be done? What are the priorities? You know, it's the old proverb, you know, take that white sheet of paper and you write down what really is important, what is primary, what is secondary, mm-hmm. what's tertiary. These things are important. And then recognize that number one priority and make it a priority. Exactly. You can say it's a priority, but if it doesn't show up in your timeline on a regular basis, then you just fooling yourself. You just lied to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Bishop, this About is, how important this is, is so important. Mm-hmm. This is so important. Before you go on to your next one, I just want to interject real, real quickly here. I agree with you totally and wholeheartedly. Um, In my book, Harmonize Your Life, that's my whole premise, that balance is not realistic. It does not exist. And so I opted for Mm -hmm. the word harmony over balance because it it really is. It's a moving target. And it's something that is hard to, well, you can't, it's hard to uh, obtain and it's almost impossible to maintain. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, make that decision. Figure out what is best for you, what is most important to you, and stop apologizing. I love it. I love it. Decide. <laughs> well, yes. You see, I- I'm so sorry, but, you know, my kids come first. Mm-hmm, uh, okay, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You know, I- let me apologize. Um, I-, I know how you feel, but my spouse comes first. Uh-huh. My, boo- my boo is number one. Okay. Uh, because mm-hmm. really, of all the things that are important, can't nobody can nobody can do him but you, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. You don't, 
you don't pass him off for somebody else to take care of. Exactly. exactly. And your kids, you know, are your greatest investment because they will live longer than your career. Wow. Say they that again. Say that. Your, career. your kids your will live longer. Your will live longer than your, your career. Oh, my God. That's so, so when good. The, when the spotlight is on somebody else, when you retire from whatever you are doing, mm. when you go to your third act, when you are no longer working and you are figuring out what you're going to do, where, 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 your kids are going to be alive and well and a reflection of you. Wow. And then there'll be the grandkids, mm -hmm. you know, your grandkids, they, they'll be there. Wow. And so um, making the people who live longer than your career a priority is a necessity. Wow. Because wow. at the end of the day, when they put your obituary up, They'll, they'll talk about who, you know, what you did. Exactly. But at, but at the end of it, they'll say, and they are survived by. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. A, B, C, D, and E. Wow. And uh, uh, so make, make the people, make the people a priority. Um, I, I remember, you know, because... Uh, the example, the role models before me, you know, were high-powered working, 24/7 women, mm -hmm. and you know, I, you know, I walk right into that path too. Like I said, I didn't always get it right. Okay. Uh, but I think for me, the breaking point was after I was elected a bishop. Mm -hmm. uh, Howard University invited me to do the convocation. I'm a, you know, graduate of Howard, so mm -hmm. they wanted to honor their alumni. Mm -hmm. And my daughter was a student at Howard at the time. And they said, instead of, you know, the president or whoever, or the dean to introduce you, we're going to ask your daughter to introduce you. And she stood up and she presented me, you know, all the things that, they, that you have in your, mm -hmm. you know, your bio and all that kind of stuff. And then she says, but let me tell you about my mother. No matter what she's done and where she's been and where she's gone, she never missed a play. Wow. She never missed a dance recital. Wow. She never missed a birthday. Wow. She was always there for us. Always. Of course, I was undone. I, you know, I was like, and that's your greatest accomplishment, you know, with all the other I, things I'm you've done. You. That right there. I was, I was through. Mm -hmm. I said, I can't, you know, and, they say, and now, you know, after the next song, I said, <laughs> it, it's going to take two songs for this, okay? <laughs> Oh my God! It's gonna take two songs to get me back together. Oh my God! I was fairly undone because you don't know whether your kids pay attention, you know, to what you do. So you really have to decide what what is important, what's gonna live beyond the spotlight, okay, and make your investment, okay. okay. Then the second D mm -hmm. is delay. Delay. Okay. Does it really have to be done now? Wow! 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 I hope you all well, are listening. I hope you're listening. <laughs> Go ahead. Does it you know, really have to do be done have, now? Does it have to be done right now? Everything is urgent. You know, mm -hmm. you have to do this, 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 you have to do this. You know, one of the things that I'm, you know, my husband, uh, you know, he, he is still, you know, I'm still new in, in technology. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm mm -hmm. a untech techie, if mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I can navigate technology. Mm -hmm. I'm in mm -hmm. social media. It's not a toy for me. It's a tool. Um, you know, the whole nine yards. 
and my husband is right behind me. And so mm-hmm. uh, he, he has his notifications on. I mute my notifications. Uh-huh. I don't have uh, my email doesn't notify me. My social media stuff doesn't notify me, but his does. And as soon as it goes off, he's got to answer it. I'm going like, you don't have, it'll be there uh-huh, uh-huh. when you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. If you let those notifications drive mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. life, you would never get done the things that are important. Exactly. It's so true. It's so true. And we're so hooked on it today. I mean, people... They can't. I mean, I told someone I was teaching a workshop. Um, I was in the first district um, a couple of weeks ago with Supervisor Jessica Ingram, Dr. Ingram, and she had me mm-hmm. doing a workshop on uh, self care uh, for the women. And I said to them in the in the uh, in the session in my workshop, and they we got we got a good laugh out of it. But it was true. I said, you know, we could leave, we'll leave we can leave anything at home and get and drive to work. But if we leave that phone, we we going back home to get that phone. We're not. We'll Absolutely. leave our medicine and just say, "Well, I'll take it when I get home." But if we leave our phone, we're turning around, and it just shows how we are so hooked in our society to our phones, our our tablets, and all that stuff, and notifications, and and all those things, and it keeps us driving, being driven instead of being led. There you go. So, you, what you want to put yourself in, in is the position where you make the decision on the on the mm-hmm. distraction. Exactly. Rather than the distraction making a decision for you. So um, you know, figure out what's gonna work best for you. Mm-hmm. Um morning emails or afternoon emails. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um morning emails or afternoon emails, morning social media, afternoon social mm-hmm. media. Mm-hmm. Um what works best for you? Lunchtime emails, lunchtime, whatever. And so okay. people will say like, mm-hmm. I emailed you. I said, when did you email me? Oh, around 11. I said, I do emails at 6 in the morning when mm-hmm. I first wake up. Mm-hmm. After mm-hmm. my devotional time, mm-hmm. I take a look at what happened overnight. I may not get back until later you. on in the evening. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And so you set your time. You know, most of the time I do social media in the morning, and that's it. I don't do anything at night. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm, mm -hmm. instead of allowing it to control you, you are the manager of it. It's not alive. Mm -hmm, You are. mm -hmm. I like that. You you said make the make the uh, make the decision on the distraction. You said rather than the distraction making the decision, you make the decision. On the Absolutely. distraction. Okay, I like that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. So does this email have to be returned now? Do do you have to go to the cleaners today or can it go tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Do you really need to do your nails today? Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. Do you really have to have the meeting at this time mm-hmm. uh, or have the meeting at a time that's, uh, that's beneficial for mm-hmm. you? There's mm-hmm. no point in trying to schedule a meeting with 20 people when you are tired, you're frazzled, you can't think. It will be the yes. tenth meeting in the row. Yes, uh, the tenth meeting in ten days, and you're really not at your best. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking mm-hmm. your best. You're not mm-hmm. doing your best. Hey guys, can we have this meeting next week? Exactly. Exactly. Week. So it takes planning. It mm-hmm. takes planning. Take mm-hmm. a look at the calendar and figure out the plan. Mm-hmm. Then the third D is delegate. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Do you have to do it? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do mm-hmm. you have to do it now? 
Uh, you remember, I said, I, I grew up, you know, where folks take care of everything. Now, you, I was a grown woman before I understood that somebody else could take care of my house. Exactly. <laughs> I remember that. I remember when I got that revelation. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It was so freeing. One of my coaches I'm said to me, you. you need to get somebody to help you. I'm in, I'm working on my D-Men. I got three small kids. Our church, we got three, four services. We're on television. And I'm trying to clean this house. And my coach said to me, Tony, get some help. But you know what? It was my pride that wouldn't let me do it. I thought I had to I do it. Because we were raised that way. This is my house. I take care of my house. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. Sarah, and, and here's the revelation. Nobody really cares <laughs> who cleans the house. They just want to clean. Exactly. Nobody cares who straightens it. Just as long as it's straight. Nobody cares how the food gets into the refrigerator. Just as long as when I open the door, it's there. Nobody cares how it gets cooked, whether you picked it up from a to-go place and put it in your glass dishes and put it on the table, or whether you labor it on it on yourself. Nobody really cares. This is oh when I God. learned to let other people in my space to take care of stuff mm -hmm. so that I could be available to my priorities. Right. And mm -hmm. I learned how, like, if I'm going to make a pot of spaghetti, let's just use spaghetti okay. or, or whatever. If I'm going to mm -hmm. make a batch of stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm, I make more than I really need mm -hmm. because I'm going to freeze half of it uh -huh, uh -huh. and I'm going to put it in the freezer and I make something else and I put it in the freezer and put it in the freezer. And then on those days when we're rushing, oh, we only got 30 minutes. We got to eat. We got to change clothes. We got to get dressed. Pull that stuff up out of the freezer, put it in the microwave. And hey. Wow. We got it. We got we it. We don't have to, you know, we got I don't it. have to order a box service that's going to deliver me food or whatever. If I just cook a little more mm -hmm. than what I'm really cooking uh -huh. and set it aside, mm -hmm. I'm good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just pop it out when I need to pop it out. So, um, but also delegation means that, all right, take a deep breath. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm doing it. All I'm right. taking a deep breath. Right, a deep breath. <laughs> delegation means you have to trust somebody else to do it as good as oh, you. Oh, my goodness. There it is. Mm. Mm. Okay, because if, you know, can't nobody can do this but me, right? Mm -hmm. Can't nobody can do it as good as me, right? Right, There's right. somebody else that can do it just as good as you. Mm -hmm. And if they don't come up to your standard, you have an opportunity to teach, to train, to show, hey, this is really good. Don't insult nobody. This is good, but I really would like this to rise to this level to do it. Right, And then right. you have to be willing mm -hmm. to work with them right. to get it your satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Develop so and train. Yeah. You got to develop and train and then mm -hmm. trust. Mm -hmm. You know, come on, Queen Bee. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> trust. Mm -hmm. Come on, Queen Bee. Mm -hmm. There's somebody else who can do it just as good as you. And maybe and even better last, than you. <laughs> and maybe even, and then let it be okay. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah, let that be okay. It's better than me. That's fine. I'm happy you make them biscuits better than me. I know that's Just right. Just make them biscuits, Exactly, okay? exactly. <laughs> uh, girl, you, I love this meeting plan. I like it. You have it organized. The run of show is perfect. And da-da-da. I didn't have to stay up to 2 o'clock in the morning to do it. You did it in a half hour, girl. I'm happy with you. Love yes, it. Lord. Love it. Yes, love Lord. it. Love it. I hear you. I hear and, you. Mm -hmm, and just accept it. Now, the last D. Are mm -hmm. you ready? Mm -hmm. You sure? Breathe. I'm ready. Breathe. I'm, ready. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. breathing. <sighs> the last D is deny. Oh, wow. Which means 
you don't have to do it. Wow. Mm. You know, why are you taking on this mm. when it's not in your priority lane? You have no responsibility to do it. But somewhere out of the blue, you decided that this burden was yours. Set us free, really? Bishop. Set us free. Yes. No, this is not your burden. This is where you learn how to say no. Yes, no. Mm. No. No. No, because saying yes is going to cost you. Yeah. Saying yes means that I'm going to show up to you and I'm not going to be able to show up for myself. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, this is all good. Say that again, this please. Saying yes. I said to mm-hmm. say yes to you mm-hmm. means I can show up for you, but I won't be able to show up for myself. Wow. 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 You know, my pastor, you know, like I said, remember, I come from a long line of folks mm-hmm. that work. 24-7, mm-hmm. da 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 mm-hmm. And um, my pastor, my pa- and you know my pastor, my mm-hmm. pastor is mm-hmm. now Bishop John Bryant. My pastor mm-hmm. said, McKenzie, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what? I said, what, pastor? Because I knew it was coming. Right. Okay, pastor. Mm-hmm. What, mm-hmm. pastor? Mm-hmm. He says, if you keep going like this, all they're going to say is, isn't it a shame? Did you hear what happened to Vasta? Wow. Wow. Did you see what happened? Mm-hmm. Did you see? Ooh, mm-hmm. isn't it a shame? And mm-hmm. then they're going to move on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. They're going to move on to the next person. So you have to decide at the end of the day, do you want to, isn't it a shame? <laughs> or, wow, she, you know, she held it together in mm-hmm. the appropriate manner. Yeah. So I had to learn. I, yeah. I did. I didn't always get it right. Wow. Uh, Ellen Mitchell came into my life and said, girl, it's not about balance. It's about setting your priority. Yeah, yeah. And then we worked out the rest. Yeah. I got to decide what needs to be done. Does it need to be done now? Yes. Do yes. I have to do it? Yeah. Or do I, or do I really, you know, is this a place where I say no? Wow. I love it. The 4D model, decide, delay, delegate, and deny. I love it. And I, I really hope that those, that our listeners uh, my listeners today, I really want you to get this because this is life saving. What we, what Bishop McKenzie is sharing with us today is life saving. It's what I call harmony. Um, I trump the word. Uh, I trump the word. No pun on Trump, but I pun, I trump the word balance for harmony. Many years ago, I I decided mm-hmm. that harmony was a better way to live my life. Then balance. I love it. I love it. And so Mm -hmm. harmony, decide, delay, delegate, deny. It's it's so important. And I'm so glad to have women like you, Bishop, who are you're so accomplished. You're so you're well known, you're renowned. I mean, we look up to you. Um, those of us who have come into ministry after you. I mean, we. I mean, I wrote about you in my, I in my in my THM thesis. I I use your work in my D man in my D man dissertation. I've read your books. I've taught uh, from your your textbooks and in, in courses that I've taught in Bible colleges and seminaries. And so to be able to have this intimate conversation with you, I'm blessed. But I'm more blessed to know that. You have worked through you. You have worked through this in your own life, and you're real about it. How you've worked through it, and that you're able to share that with us, uh, and those that are even coming after me in ministry. You know, um, so that we don't have to. We don't have to die. We don't have to die doing ministry. 
Mm-mm. We don't have to die. No. I heard and, I heard Dr. Elaine yeah. Flake said it's not ministry that's killing us, it's the way we do it. <laughs> yeah. And and she she is correct. And we only and we only know one way to do it and that's to go in hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One one gear shift is to go in hard. Mm-hmm. And uh a part of that is understanding like way. Hold mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah. What is the greater testimony? Yeah. The greater testimony is I went hard and died of the vine. Yeah. Or the greater testimony is I went hard and I learned how to stop at stopping time. Yeah. Um, how to go get a massage. massage mm-hmm. I, you know, I have a club. It's an unofficial club. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's just an unofficial club where, I, you know, when I have these conversations with women one-on-one, uh, you know, or at Sailor or at other times, I said, would you want to be a part of my club? There are no meetings. none of that let me tell you the only requirement of being in the club is is to do one fun thing a week oh wow i love that one fun thing a week oh yes i'm joining one (laughs) and it's an unofficial club and when we see each other or when we talk to each other we say all right tell me what your one fun thing is wow do we one fun thing a week. Partners, mm-hmm. You know, just one fun thing. And your nails and your hair don't count, okay? Exactly. Because, you know, that's like work. Hmm. Well, I mean, it's a part of your regular routine. Yeah, you know? but, you know, um, that doesn't count because we need to do some things that, you know, that really sometimes get out the box. Have fun. Play therapy. Well, you know, what book are you reading? What movie did you go see? Yeah. Um, did you call... You know, call your girlfriends to go out to lunch. Did you do something that was absolutely idiotic and had absolutely no purpose, no rhyme to reason whatsoever? Wow. You know, gee, that was dumb. I know it was dumb, but didn't you have fun? Yes, I did. Yes, yes, yes. um, Did you take a walk in the park? It's summertime. Put your feet in the water. Wow. Walk in the sand somewhere. Wow. Uh, Did you, you know, take your grandkids, your kids, or you just take the neighborhood kids or uh, the kids in the church on the outing and laughed with them? Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I have two grandchildren now, and uh, much to their parents' chagrin, I introduced them to um, finger paint. Oh, wow. And we just got messy together. You know, I had to do it at my house. You ain't bringing that mess in here. I said, I'm not But we just got messy and paint on our faces, on our hands, images or whatever. It's like digging in the dirt for Mm -hmm, me. You know, mm -hmm. I like to dig in the dirt, Mm -hmm. put bulbs and plants Mm -hmm. and watch them flowers and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So I'm saying like, come on, sweetheart. I'm I'm putting junk quills in. And my daughter goes, she knows nothing about junk quills. She does not care. I said, but in the spring when they come up, then I can say, look what we planted. Look mm-hmm. what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it, that was fun. And we laughed. Sing a song. You know, put your favorite music on and yeah. dance around the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can't Something sing, but fun. I'll sing to a song in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I 
love your spirit, Bishop. I love it. I'm telling you, every time I'm in your presence, every time I hear you preach, uh, you know, or just around you, I love your spirit. It just exudes with fun and joy. And uh, I want to just transition us to talking about Selah because I'm looking forward to having a fun time at Selah this year. And I want I want you to talk to us about Selah, the conference that you've started for women. And you know what? One of the things that I love the most about the conference I attended last year in Atlanta, the Atlanta edition. And what um, what I loved about it, being a, a pastor, being a preacher woman, and uh, what I was so uh, intrigued by was the v- diversity of women who were there, who were at Selah. And what I mean by diversity, I mean from different walks of life and professions. And so mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate that because you and I are talking and we're talking about going hard uh, in ministry. But the truth is, um, whether whether... Uh, those our listeners are medical doctors, or uh, whether they're uh, in technology or business, or or uh, in home home engineers, you know, raising their children at home. We go hard, and so what I loved about Selah was the diversity of women that you brought together in that conference. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, Selah and what's coming up um, in the Atlanta edition? Absolutely. Um, excited about Selah. Selah is a Hebrew word that means pause, stop, mm-hmm. and stop here before moving forward. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a safe place, a safe space where women from all walks of life can come together and pause and stop and reflect. Uh, it is a place where we push the rewind button. Mm. So the rewind means what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> What was that? You know, uh, and we don't take time to do that. Uh, it's a pause. You know, let's 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 breathe. Let's 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 breathe uh, deeply, and then let's hear from other women. Okay. Uh, let's hear their stories. Let's mm-hmm. hear their walk. Let's hear their expertise. Yeah. Uh, because we can sow seeds into each other. Mm-hmm. Let's take a look. How can I help you? develop your gifts and how can you help me? Mm-hmm. Uh, who do I need to meet? And, mm-hmm. you know, who, who is, who is out there who could do that? And that's what sale is about. So when I go to a church women's conference, I'm talking to church women. Mm-hmm. When I go to a lawyer's conference, I'm talking to lawyers. Mm-hmm. When I go to educators conference, I'm talking to educators. Mm-hmm. When I go to the dental meeting, you know, I'm going to the dental meeting, mm-hmm. but we are very rarely in the room together. Wow. So Salem means that the doctor, the lawyer, the dentist, we're all in the room yeah, together. Yeah. And I can learn from you. You can learn from me. I need to know how you survive it. Yeah. I need to know how to get to my next yeah, best. Yeah. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I love that. And what you know may help me where I go. So you were there last year in Atlanta when Pinky Cole, yes. who happens to be the, the hottest entrepreneur on the planet right now, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, with her vegan burgers, her, yes. her uh-huh. stores, her restaurant in Atlanta, mm-hmm. her vegan. food trucks uh-huh. and all of that, uh-huh. all of that. She asked, you know, after she made her presentation, she says, are there entrepreneurs in the room, founders, and uh, you need some advice? Stand up, tell me where you are, and I'll help you. Mm-hmm. And one of the persons that stood up was Yvette Williams. I remember. I remember. Mm-hmm. Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And she said, I make tea cakes. And mm-hmm. of course, Pinky says, what's a tea cake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she had to 
you know, uh, those who are not in the South or didn't wasn't raised in the South wouldn't necessarily know what a tea cake is. So exactly. she explained what a tea cake was. And so Pinky says, if you develop a pink, uh, a vegan version of a tea cake, and I like it, I'll sell it in my store. So I turned to Yvette. I said, millionaire. <laughs> That's how you're in a room with somebody who can help you to your yeah, next step. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was there. And, so, and I remember that mm-hmm. moment. And I was very, I left that conference on fire, by the way. Go ahead. And then uh, Sailor Dallas, which mm-hmm. is in November. Mm-hmm. We invited Pinky Cole to come back and present to the ladies who were in the Southwest and mm-hmm. the Western part of the United States. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, Yvette was there because she's from da- da- uh, Dallas. And she had developed three versions of uh, vegan versions of the tea cakes. It was like a ginger, uh, walnut, a lemon, and something else. Okay. And uh, Pinky's on stage, and so we were. I said, "Remember when we were?" Alive? She said, "Yeah, remember Yvette? Yeah, 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 yeah." She is here with her vegan versions of her tea cake. Oh my goodness! And so Pinky says, "Let me taste it. I make sure this is vegan because I'm, you know, vegan top to bottom. Now don't <laughs> don't give me something that's not vegan. It'll make me sick now. So make sure she's uh uh-uh, uh totally vegan. So she tasted the three varieties." And she says, can you have 300 tea cakes in Atlanta next week? Wow. Oh, my goodness. We all fell out. We fell out. We just fell out. Oh, my God. In Atlanta, when Pinky said that to Yvette and to the other women who stood to get advice, I said, this is what Sailor is about. Oh, my goodness. Being able to get to your next best, see your next best, and be exposed to women who could help you there. Yeah. Uh, show you things that you never think. Now, Yvette is first lady of yeah. her of the church. She's she you know her husband is the pastor of, mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. of a church in Dallas, mm-hmm. and she's the first lady. And this was her side hustle. If you know you know side uh-huh, hustle, uh-huh, uh-huh. which I, which our grandmothers taught us to have, by the way. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. You may have your day job, but you did hair at night. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had your day job, but you catered on the side. Come exactly. On, that's your, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, that's what we were taught to do. So what, so what Pinky was trying to say um, is to move your side hustle forward so it can be your main deal. Mm. You can still do your main deal. I love that. But you can move your side hustle to be your second act. So she presented. Of course, she was in tears. She oh, ran to call wow. her husband. Wow. Said, Look what happened to me. Uh, by the time she cried, called home, told everybody everything was going to do. We're all celebrating fall now. Uh-huh. So uh, Yvette says, okay, I got to go. I said, where are you going, girl? This is The conference ain't over yet. And she says, I got to start working on these tea cakes. I said, no, 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 no. What you're going to work on is your business plan. Okay. Now, come over here to this table. This is Deborah Elam. You wow. know, General Electric, Vice President, oh my Corporate goodness. Vice President, business owner herself. You're going to sit down right next to her, and she's going to talk to you about your next step. Oh my then goodness. I'm going to take you over here, because you're not going to deliver cookies until you deliver the invoice. Wow. And once the invoice is accepted and the payment plan agreed upon, then you will send the cookies. <laughs> now, and then you're going to go over to this table uh, and see this one here, this one here. They will tell you about licensing. Mm, mm, mm. 
You need to know about licensing so you can be sure that your name, you own this recipe. She don't own that recipe. Wow. You own that name. Wow. She don't own the name. You need to license this before you send it out, before somebody will take your recipe and your name. Wow. Wow. Now, here's the good news. We were all together uh, last week in Houston, Texas for another kind of conference. Mm -hmm. I said, Yvette. How them cookies working out? She <laughs> says, you'd be proud to know that these cookies are going out this week, all 300 of them. Wow. My business plan, my name, my oh, license, wow. my my oh, recipe, my all of that is all hooked up. And them cookies are being shipped this week. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Now, Bishop, that's less than a year from... Selah Atlanta last year because I went last year Mm -hmm. so that's less than a year because last year when you came it was in May you you did Selah Atlanta edition in May and you did Selah you went back and did Texas again I think around November or something because I I was in South Africa November the week before Thanksgiving okay Mm -hmm. okay so you you did that in November so in less than a year Look, oh my goodness, what, what's happened in less than a year? And we can look back at a lot of sailor women. They have upped their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have developed new products, mm-hmm. new projects. All of them are not entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. but um, they're, they are pastors and they, they didn't have websites. Mm-hmm. So they got their website and they got their social media game on. It's called branding. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Branding. Exactly. Um, uh, others uh, decided that where they are is really good, but that's not where they want to spend the exactly. rest of their lives and exactly. they want to level up to mm-hmm. the next level. Mm-hmm. Others got their personal game mm-hmm. together, mm-hmm. Uh, got their self-care on. Yes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, got their self-care on. Uh, and so, I mean, you know, people say, what's Sailor? Sailor is a safe place for women to come and share their dreams, share their visions, to hear from experts. They get actionable, uh, actionable goals. I can go home and do this. Exactly. Exactly. It's not that somebody's going to lecture to you and you take notes. No, Mm -hmm. you're going to hear stuff Mm -hmm. that I can, uh, Oh, I need to do this and I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. Okay. And you know, uh, I, I love it when I, you know, go out to, hey, and how you doing? Dr. Tony Alvarado, girl, I'm proud of you. Look at you. You're doing a podcast. I'm excited. You go, you go, you go. And I want you to know this that fabulous. this, I want you to know that the vision for this podcast came as I was sitting at Sailor last year. I want you to know that. See? Mm-hmm. When I was there, That's and this this is why it's important for us to invest in ourselves. You know, I meet a lot of women, Bishop. I invite a lot of women to go to conferences and things, and they they don't want to spend the money or say it's too much or this, you know. But if you don't make the investment in yourself through self care, through going to conferences like Sailor, putting yourself out there, you, will n- you won't realize the vastness of what God has put inside of you. You have to invest. And I'm just, wa- I want to encourage every woman on this, that's listening to this podcast to invest in your self-care, number one. But if you can be anywhere in Atlanta, what's the date, Bishop? It is March 27th and 28th, and we're going to be at the Grand Hyatt, Atlanta. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, it is two days, we Friday, Friday evening, mm-hmm. and then uh, the majority of Saturday, and it is fabulous. Can I tell you who's coming? Yes, please. The Reverend Dr. Antoinette Alvarado. <laughs> that would <laughs> be me. Be Thank you. <laughs> that would be you. Thank you, Bishop. Uh, and then Janai Walker-Macklin. Janai mm-hmm. Walker-Macklin has a fabulous story. You'll be able to hear it. She is a former WNBA star. Okay. So she's going to talk about being in non-traditional roles and how you just survive. Okay. Okay. Uh, Carolyn Clark. Uh, Carolyn Clark is the vice president of Black Enterprise Magazine. Mm-hmm. She's going to talk to us about branding and marketing and okay. those kinds of things. Okay. Candy Castleberry is vice president of diversity uh, okay. for Twitter. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah, one of the few high-ranking African American women who uh work at Twitter. Oh, Dr. Colleen Hawthorne. Everybody asks who coaches the coaches? Well, okay. she does. Okay. She is a coach's coach. Okay. She is a medical doctor, she's also a psychiatrist, and okay. she's the one they call on to coach the high-powered uh, athlete. Okay. Uh when uh a fortune 100 company CEO mm-hmm. is having some issues. She's the one they call in okay. and, say, and coaches them through okay. whatever their issues are. Okay. But she's going to tell us how to do what we do without losing our mind, our soul, mm-hmm. and our family. Ah, I love it. I well, love it. Cheryl Palute Williamson uh, is an author, but she's also a movie producer. Okay. The Reverend Dr. Raquel Letson oh, out of yeah. New Jersey is yeah. going to. It's gonna do our sale aspiration. Okay. And the Reverend Dr. Danielle Brown. Oh, I love I love Danielle and Raquel. She's gonna do our sale aspiration. Okay. We got some preachers in the house, some corporate women in the house, some medical people in the house. It's gonna be awesome. Bishop, thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming. I know how busy you are, and uh, and I appreciate you for allowing me this time uh, to to be a part of this podcast community and to uh, encourage the women to be a sailor. And I'm just praying that uh, every woman that's listening to this call will find a place of self care. Will learn these four D's, and uh, will be able to uh, extend their lives and be able to be all that God has called them to be because they did not burn out because they took care of themselves they showed up for themselves as you have taught us on tonight I love you Bishop and I'll be seeing you real soon I'll be seeing you real soon Okay. okay real soon